Welcome to the Recruitment Radio Podcast. My name is Dan Dor, and every month I'll be interviewing a different recruitment leader, asking them to share some stories and wisdom from their distinguished careers. I'll also be asking them to select uh, and talk us through four tracks or pieces yeah. of music um, that will feature in my monthly playlists available on Spotify through uh, the Powerhive network. Uh, the playlists I put together are multi uh, generational, so I'm selecting tracks from the last five decades, uh, and uh, multi-genre, as long as I like them. <laughs> so soul, funk, hip-hop, house, drum and bass, disco, techno, um, and really I've curated the playlists in response to the common um, sales for or work disagreements about what music's playing in the background. Um, they usually... Uh, pretty chilled to start with and build up the beats per minute from there to reflect my own kind of white musical taste. I've had a lot of fun putting them together, so I hope uh, everyone enjoys them. Um, This month's guest is uh, Louise McMullen, um, who for the last 10 years has run white label recruitment um, here in Manchester, specialising in uh, engineering, sales and supply chain. Um, Not only does Louise run a successful recruitment business, She's also a mother of three. What ages have we got? Uh, ten, four, and one. You've got your work cut yeah. out, right? Yeah. Uh, not only that, you promote regular club nights. Yes. The name of your Disorder. night is Disorder. And these where? Fitting. Um, just around the corner, actually, at Stage Media. A proper um, venue in Manchester. Yeah. You also DJ on top of that, pretty regularly. Yeah. You're a globe trotter all over the world, <laughs> regularly on holiday. And, um, and I also read it, a, a, a basketball player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so welcome to Recruitment Radio, Louise. My Hello. first question is, wow, how do you yeah. fit it all in? You know, how, how does that work? Uh, um, JDI from Huxley, <laughs> just do it. So yeah, I think from having that job in recruitment, um, from starting that position, that was just drilled in from like day one, just JDI, just do it, just so, do it. Explain that. JDI, so it's just do it. There is actually an F in there. Well, yeah, well, I'm there? not going to no, say no, that let's bit. Not, let's not talk about um, the, the just do it. Yeah, so I think just make a decision and just go with it. Okay. It's my philosophy. <laughs> let's get to your early upbringing. I mean, what, what was your first sales job you had? Um, I actually worked for my dad okay. in a fireplace business. And then my mum had a sunbed shop and another... Um, fireplace business as well it wasn't very glamorous the sunbed bit was all right and um, so I worked there for like 14 till I was 17 then I went to college didn't earn enough money went back there full-time was there till 24 so I just like ran my dad's company pretty much just winged it what, what, what kind of <laughs> values did your, your parents bring you up with describe maybe um, like five values that come to mind work ethic Discipline. They're the two they're biggest. The two. They're the two, these, the you two big ones. Do you find yourself trying to reiterate those with your own children? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. A bit of a nightmare. Um, yeah, I do believe, like, you've, I'll talk later about the work life balance, but there's got to be the discipline there at work in order to achieve that as well. So yeah. it kind of goes hand in hand. So let's kick off with some music. Um, yeah. You've selected a <laughs> tune, a standout tune from, from your youth. Um, Tell us what you've selected and why. So this track is called More Money, More Problems, which is by Notorious B.I.G. It's my uh, like gangster hip-hop background when I was younger. 
Um, it, this song just reminds me of just like being free, having fun, um, being with all my mates at school. And I actually do like the song even now as well with the actual lyrics in it and like talking about money and recruitment and stuff. It does actually cause more problems sometimes than it's worth. So it's a good track even, even now. Perfect. Let's have a listen. Now, who's hot, who not? Tell me who rock, who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop, who caught the blue drop, who jewels got blocked, who mostly goes down to the blue drop. The same old pimp, mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on the blimp. Guarantee me and shells call it up a luck. You don't believe I'm in the world, nigga, double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Niggas didn't know me 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem nigga with the Goldie sound. Can't no PG, niggas hold me down. Cooler, school me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like booty. True pimp, niggas, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Christopher Wallace, yes. aka Notorious B.I.G. with uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, released in 1997 oh. after his death. Um, bit of music trivia for you, Louise. Oh my God. Um, that song was nominated for a Grammy Award, uh, but it knocked another song off number one that was also about uh, Biggie Small's death. Name that tune. Um, changes, Tupac. Close. Um. Puff, oh no no Puff, Puff Daddy! Puff Daddy! Oh no, I did know that. There you go. We were talking before, really, about the fact that you fit so much in. Uh, yeah. You know, running a, a successful agency and you know, you've got 14, 15 staff. Yeah. Right? Uh, and all the other roles that you have to perform, you know, yeah. within within your life. And it seems to me that you managed to find the right balance between business, family, hobbies. And I think many recruitment leaders yeah. really struggle to find that balance. So I just thought I'd ask you, yeah. you know, what what tips or what advice or you know could you potentially share with people just just if they are struggling a little bit with with, with yeah. fitting everything into their lives and into these busy lives that we lead these days. Yeah, it's a, such a big question that, but I'll try and keep it keep it simple. Read the Four Hour Working Week book by Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, yeah. yeah. The minute I read that book, changed everything for me. So because before I worked for my dad, I was a six-day-a-week person, 12-hour days. I ran a magazine. I was doing all these other things. And it, I was conditioned to, to work and earn money. And it becomes a bit addictive, doesn't it? Like, you start earning money, you spend it. Get my first job in recruitment, conditioned to work X amount of time because the more, the more you work, supposedly, the more money you earn. And I read that book and I was like, oh my God, this is like life changing. So the main thing in it is like time, work will fill time on it if you give it to it. So I was just used to doing 12 hour days. So I'd fill 12 hour days with work and I just started making really small changes and dropped my hours to like an eight hour day, started changing the staff's working hours and found I was a lot happier, more productive and I was getting everything done on a bit more. So I adopted that 
that thought process um, from that book. So I'd say that's the first thing I'd do because it's you can't just copy someone else's work-life balance. You have to I'm, do it for yourself. I'm smiling because so, I, I think there's some excellent concepts in that book. Yeah. At the same time, I know people that have read it and gone, right, I'm going to become really lazy oh, like yeah. four days a week. I'm like, yeah. no, you don't. No, no. That's, that's, not the, no. that's not the point. Um, you mentioned there about changing your staff's working hours. Yeah. Okay. What difference has that made in terms of their productivity? I'm curious to um, huge difference. So this particular year when I read this book, we, we'd had a really good two years and this year was like awful. It was like half of the um, net profit. It was just a nightmare. I was working even harder. I was doing more hours getting nothing back um so read this book made a lot of changes changed the staff's working hours their flexibility gave them more time to do things at home and the hobbies and everything just went through the roof again um, i started my djing up again which i've not done for a year so mm-hmm. i was i wasn't doing all the things that i enjoyed because i was working on the business too much and i was just burned out which makes you feel miserable right? which was like, miserable yeah. and i was being a leader but i wasn't really there i was turning up and I was there physically, but I wasn't mentally like. So by giving your employees more trust in, in a yeah. kind of way, that actually led to them performing better. Yeah, and it's just a nicer place to work. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'd say read that book to start with and get your own principles from it before you start anything else. We're, uh, we're going to come to uh, track number two. Um, Petunia reminds you of your, your early career, rising through the ranks. Oh my God. In recruitment. <laughs> What have you chosen and why? <laughs> it's um, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, Rocky's on. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Let's, let's, let's listen. <laughs> Rising up, back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. With the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man. Stairs yes. now. Yeah. Um, that was Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Uh, famous actually for uh, the Rocky movies. Yeah. Do you know the story, the background story to Sylvester Stallone and that, that first Rocky movie that he made? So I think he was a, a really struggling actor uh, in Hollywood. He was absolutely broke. Uh, I, I think he had about, uh, about $160 in the bank and he. he written this script to you know to, after going to see a Muhammad Ali fight oh yeah he'd written this script and he was pitching it to different Hollywood executives um about a, a boxer basically um and he um he actually got interest and someone offered him $360,000 at the time um to buy the script off him but not to star in the movie so they yeah. were lining up other um you know, big actors at the time. Yeah. And at the time, he had nothing. He was sleeping in his car. He actually had to sell his dog um, 
which also features in the first movie, if you remember, Buck Kiss the Dog, right? Oh. One of the first things he did when he actually made the movie was buy his dog back off the tram that he sold him to. And he, he actually turned that down. He turned down a lot of money in those days. Yeah, especially yeah, with, if you're completely, completely broke and in yeah. the car, $360,000. And he said, no, that's not the deal. The deal is I'm starring as the lead actor. And in the end, he, he got backed, and it was a very low budget, it's about a million dollars, a low budget film. And the rest is history. Nine, nine Academy Awards that wow. year and one best movie. Oh, oh it's a good song there. That's a good one. Great story. <laughs> uh, why did you choose it? When I first started my first job at, at Huxley, I had really like low confidence. Like I'd I'd blagged that job pretty much for, for a friend. Um, didn't have a degree. Got the job. I didn't fit the profile at all of, of that business. Um, so I just didn't have a lot of like self confidence. So you know when they did like the sales days and like managers were like right everyone needs to like get up and do all these things of like I'd go into absolute panic, stroke, extreme competitiveness. Like so I'd be like one side of like want to win. The next side of like totally panicking. So it's just like an ongoing joke. I just have to go to the toilet to like have a bit of a word with myself and like psych myself up a little bit to perform and like do be the best type thing. And then I just got associated with that song. Brilliant. Standing in the mirror. And it's a bit of an ongoing joke with uh, all my recruitment friends now. <laughs> yeah. I recently read that you taught your, your whole office <laughs> to ski and regularly take them on kind of yeah. ski sales conferences yeah it's just they need to be motivated by other things not just turning up to work so i try to give them through the work through the job experiences and skills that you can take away and which i think in turn helps with productivity and the culture and that's the culture that i am developing as well so i want people to enjoy that those types of things as well so things that are active, things that are outside of work, and we all kind of do it together. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> let's um, let's move to the third track yeah. of today. I, I asked you for a song that meant something to you personally. Yeah. Um, so what have you chosen and why? So it's Laurent Garnier, Mum with the Red Face. Mm-hmm. Loads of reasons. So um, when I got married in Ibiza, uh, we actually had a sax player that played it with one of the first songs actually played, which is now actually the lovely Laura, who's massive now, which she wasn't at the time. She was uh, just doing weddings, so that's quite a big one. We used to go out all the time when we were younger in recruitment, go out clubbing, that was always that, that was always on. What were your favourite haunts? Sankey's. What Sean DJ there, actually, I didn't know who he was. Just, yeah, Sankey's pretty much. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Let's, just uh, a good, good clubbing change. Let's have a listen.
Barnier, Man with the Red Face. I think that's the, the video edit, released in 2000. Um, I think Mark Knight, Tool Room Records yeah. and Funk Agenda gave it a remix in 2008, yeah. but I think the original is still yeah. the best, right? Uh, it's just got a little bit more soul to it. Seminal slice of dance music. I think I remember um, Jonathan Ulysses, who yeah. was the, the daytime terrorist resident yeah. in, 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 in Ibiza in space, yeah. you know, really playing that, rinsing that for a, a, a season. So uh, some good memories there. Um, Louise, you, you know, you've, uh, you've been successful in a lot of the different things that you've taken on. And I just kind of wanted you to maybe share with yourself, you know, knowing what you know yeah. now, the experience and the wisdom that you kind of built up. Um, what advice would you have given to that younger, maybe more insecure, less confident yeah. person? To up and coming, like recruitment leader. Yeah, I, I, I think if, yeah. if someone's, you know, a, a, a recruitment leader, be yeah. that a team leader, yeah. you know, leader of a business unit or, or a leader of an agency, yeah. then it's a difficult journey, yeah. you know, to take on. And sometimes it can be quite a lonely journey. And yeah. I think what you just described about, you know, feeling out of your comfort zone yeah. and confidence crisis, yeah. you know, that is very normal. Yet at the yeah. same time, you're not allowed to show that at all. No. You know, you've got to be hard as nails in sales, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just thought you've come through that. Yeah. yeah. What, what advice would you give yeah, those recruitment leaders? Spend your money on... A business coach <laughs> straight away. Nice, um, like that. Took me too long to do that. Um, felt it was too much money when you're spending all this money on lunch clubs and silly stuff like that. You're not spending money on yourself, so you forget about yourself and you spend it on other things. So get your coach sorted out so you've got that person to talk to and give you the confidence. Secondly, don't let your staff give up what they like doing. And don't give it up yourself. So you employ people who have been on amazing sports teams and been in societies at uni and you get them in your business and then they don't do all that anymore. So they're not that person you employed and you become a bit of a shell of what they were. Can you so, give me an example of how you've, you know, of how you've made that work? Given that, yeah. you know, recruitment does mean that you're speaking to people potentially after the working day. Yeah. So having interests outside of work and fitting those in is always yeah. a bit of a conundrum. So yeah, how, how does that land with, with your staff? How have you made that work? I think it doesn't have to be five days a week that mm -hmm. they are staying till eight and five days a week that they go to play sports, just one, just one hour. So you know, just one hour where they get to go and play squash that they enjoy. It doesn't have to be every night play so squash. Really doesn't have yeah. to be every night staying till seven. Just they just do it once. Like I play basketball once on a Saturday. It's more than enough. I think people do take things to extremes all the time. So yeah. just try and just do little bits all the time. Because that's what got them the job in the first place usually. It's the background and what they like doing. Um, and do that for yourself as well. So again, when I started at Huxley, I used to play on like three teams. I'd, I'd do all these other things. And then I started there and I found myself doing none of it. And it, you burn out. You just become... You just become useless. Fair enough, you might build loads of money, but it's not sustainable for five years. You might be able to do it for two. Third thing, if you're building a company, try and get your factoring sorted out straight away. Um, so you've invoiced factoring. Always um, discounting your, your credit yeah. line, right? So that you can grow, because yeah. cash can become quite tight. Yeah, right? I think I just saw that as a cost initially, not 
not for what it was, whereas we'd spent too many nights like worrying and trying to work out figures when I should have been working on the business. I was working out how much money I had, which was yeah. taking me away from growing having sound financial advice is, yeah. is, is absolutely crucial if you're looking to scale a business. Yeah. Because you want to be focused on yeah. on doing what you do, sales, customers, maybe yeah. you know, hiring, yeah. developing staff, etc. Whereas yeah. if you're not naturally a numbers person, no. you, you need you need that advice, right? I saw that as just money going out of the bank. I didn't see the value in what it was, was bringing in. So, yeah, do that. Um, look after your mental health <laughs> and your well-being. Like, actually learn about it. Learn what other countries do. It's not just, like, you know, we're in this little bubble in England. There's so many countries that do it far better than we do. Spend time understanding how they work. They're all perfectly successful people that do things a lot different to how we do. So. Any specific examples? Well, for example... How that manifests within white-label recruitment? So yeah, like France, for example, they do a four-day week at school. I'm not saying obviously go and do four-day weeks, but um, I adopted that concept and I am learning about that at the moment to bring it into white label and I work three days a week. I'm far more successful than I was working five. I'd learn about it all the time and just try and educate myself about different ways of doing things. Excellent. I think the energy management piece specifically is, is, yeah. is hugely important. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Um, it is an intensive kind of career and, yeah. and, and, and you know you have to ring fence some time for yourself mm. for your own sanity right to, to keep your energy up you have to use yeah. your holidays wisely yeah. which you know you did yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so to be the best version of yourself and, yeah. and, and, and what you said about um, actually getting a business coach was actually spot yeah. I mean spend more time working with yourself yeah. to be the best version of yourself and, and be yeah. successful those right yeah. 100% lovely lessons right yeah. um, so let's go to um Final track for today. Yeah. Um, I asked you to uh, select a song that you would play on a Monday morning. Yeah. To get your sales floor pumped and juiced for the week ahead. Um, what have you gone with? Happy Mondays, Stefan. A man classic. <laughs> yeah. feeling suitably motivated yes. in a very hoodie kind of yeah. way you know yeah. um <laughs> why, why did you choose that that song 
obviously you could choose there's so many songs you could choose but just the timing of it was just quite good and um, just recently um been skiing with work uh-huh. so we did a big like incentive we went to snowbox in the alps cut a long story short i ended up bumping into bez from the happy mondays at the airport and uh subsequently ended up going out with him Uh-oh. at the festival and that is that <laughs> So that at the moment would make my team be like... I want to ask you for more details, but I'm going to respect the boundaries and leave that there. Um, So it's relevant for the time. Louise, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, Thank you for uh, sharing some personal (laughs) stories and also some great music selections. So uh, um, good luck with everything. Thank you. See you soon.